friends, welcome to Faith FM Drive Time. Welcome to Big Q&A. This is the program where we respond to difficult questions concerning God, faith, contemporary religion and the Bible. This is the program where we look at world religious trends in the light of Bible prophecy. I am Pastor Ricardo Sheffer, ministering here in the beautiful city of Adelaide, South Australia. I am delighted to be your drive time host today and we, as we spend the next hour together continuing our study on the theme for this week, which is, Has the End Game Commenced? Now, the topic that we are going to explore today is, Is there danger in the end time religious world? Today, our co-host is Pastor Fabiano Nioncuru. Um, Fabiano is pastoring Melrose Park Seventh-day Adventist Church and Sinai Seventh-day Adventist Company in Daveron Park, South Australia. How are you, Pastor Fabiano? I'm well, thank you. Thank you, Pastor Ricardo. That's great. Pastor Fabiano, we are delighted to have you here. And um, dear friends, please feel free to share with us your thoughts about today's topic is there danger in the, in the end time religious world? Uh, the number to text is 04888-808-11. Today we also have the privilege of having Pastor Jeff Yulden with us. He has kindly agreed to join us on drive time this week from Monday to Thursday. Pastor Jeff is a public evangelist. Now, for those of you who are wondering, what is a public evangelist? A public evangelist is someone who presents the Word of God in public. And Pastor Jeff will be sharing with us some significant world religious trends. Pastor Jeff, how are you? Thank you very much, uh, Ricardo. It's good to be back again. I've um, had the privilege of visiting with Faith FM each day this week in the drive time, and it's been a real privilege and very, very exciting. It's so it's good awesome. to be back today. Wonderful to have you here. How are you enjoying Adelaide so far? Oh, wonderful when the sun shines. <laughs> so, uh, that is right. That because is right. the sun hasn't been shining every day, I have uh, have to say that uh, when that cloud comes over and the wind blows, it's not particularly right. pleasant. But today was not too bad and yesterday was beautiful. That's great. That's great. So, Pastor Jeff, what are you doing here in um, Adelaide exactly? Well, in 2024, we're planning to run a, a city-wide program that we will invite everybody, the public, everybody to come to, in which we will try to present the theme of the end time. Because I think today it's not very difficult for folk to understand that we're living in a very different age than we were just five years ago. That's so true. And we are seeing things and experiencing things that uh, we never really thought possible. I mean, the, the, the language that the newspapers and television stations and uh, all media are using are, are words like it's been the biggest, it's the worst, it's the most tragic. Never before have we ever seen anything like this. This is supposed to be a hundred-year flood and it seems to be appearing every year. That's right. In fact, uh, I heard a farmer say, in my lifetime, I have never seen floods like we have been experiencing. So there's something different about our world, and everybody acknowledges that. 
That's so true. We hear all the time in, on the news that the the phrase "this is unprecedented," right? That's right. Never seen something like this in the last, as I say, a decade or so. It is so um, interesting times that we're living in. Um, so, Pastor Jeff, what does the Bible say about the religious condition of the world in the last days? Is it are we living in the last days according to what we see in religion today? Well, I have no question in my mind that that's uh, true that we're living uh, in the last days. I think there's too much evidence that can be supported by Bible prophecy and by the statements in the Bible um, to deny that at all. In fact, I wanted to um, read a verse from the book of Matthew, the 24th chapter, and I'd encourage our listeners to have a look at this 24th chapter of Matthew. It's an amazing chapter because it was given in answer to the, or to the question that the disciples asked Jesus one day, tell us when will these things be and what will be the sign of your coming? They had heard him talk so often about his return to this earth. Of course, he came the first time as a babe in Bethlehem, but he very often spoke about his second coming. In fact, in John right, 4, right. verses 1 to 3, he said, I will come again. Another text says, the same Jesus which is taken up from you will so come in like manner as you have seen him go into heaven. So there are just so many references in the New Testament to the second coming of Jesus. And in this sermon, in the answer that he gave to the disciples when they asked the question, what will be the sign of your coming? This is what he said in verse 21 of Matthew 24. For then there will be great tribulation, such as not since the beginning of the world until this time, no, nor ever shall be. Mm. So here's a statement which, you know, I would like to only give good news on our drive time tonight, but I would not be telling the truth mm. if I suggested that the Bible only has uh, good news. That's very uh, clear. Good news and bad news. Let's deal with the bad news first. And the Bible says that what we've been experiencing According to verse 21, there's going to be a great tribulation such as has not been since the beginning of the world until this time. In other words, we are going to experience things that the world has never, ever experienced before. Wow. And, and verse 22 says it's going to be so serious. He says, unless those days were shortened, no flesh would be saved. So in other words, it is going to be so, so bad that uh, unless God stepped in and shortened those days, then no, none of us would be saved. So that's pretty serious. It sounds okay? very serious. Uh, and um, yeah. that's the bad news. <laughs> so do we have any hope, Pastor Jeff? Well, we've got a lot of hope. Um, Good. Sometimes people say to me, well, why does the Bible tell us all these things? You know, it's, it's, it's negative, negative, negative. And sometimes mm -hmm. it does seem that when you consider the world events, because really, honestly, there's not too much good going on in the world, really, when we think of the floods and the fires and the tornadoes, yeah, and the cyclones and, and the crime 
and the murders and uh, the wars. I mean, it's just one thing after another. Mm. And um, so God has told us these things to give us hope. Let me give you an illustration. Mm -hmm. If your house was going to burn down, Ricardo, Mm -hmm. and I knew it. Right. I knew that within the next six months, your house is going to burn down. Would you want me to tell you or would you not want me to tell you? Of course, I would like you to tell me, please. Well, because that's not good news, though, is it? I mean, it's no. pretty negative. It's terrible to say that your house is going to burn down. Yes, that's not that's good right. at all. But you want to know, and I would want to know, too. True. Because in knowing, what does it give us? It gives us time to prepare. Mm. Very interesting example. So it would be uh, very um, uh, unreasonable from, for me to say to you, um, you are an alarmist for telling me that my house is going to burn down. Right. You wouldn't say that. <laughs> if, you, if you knew honestly that I knew. I knew. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't tell me that I was an alarmist or I was negative. Not. You would say, thank you very much for telling me. Now That's I've got sure. time to prepare. Yes, yes. And that's the reason why Jesus has told us these things, so that we can be prepared and not be taken unawares. So um, we we look upon this. This is the good news. This is why there is hope. Um, Great. Tell, telling us the dreadful things that are going to come. But, he said, there's hope. <laughs> and the hope is that we can be prepared for the dreadful things that are coming. Wow. So the, the, the things that are coming are really serious, very, very bad things are coming. Uh, and this is not that they may come, but this is, they are coming for sure. But we at the same time know that we have a God who is so powerful, who knows the future from the beginning, and he has promised to carry us through, right? Yes, exactly. Um, and that's the good news. Amen. Um, you can face the storm when... Um, you're in a boat that can take the storm. And so when we face the storm of coming events, Christ has promised to see us through. So we have great hope. Excellent. Excellent to hear. And and that hope needs to be told to people because otherwise we can get very, very pessimistic. And that's why one of the sad things that's a result of this is that youth suicide today is very, very serious, very high. Young people looking upon the world, I say, there's no hope for us. And what's the use of bringing kids into the world, into this dreadful world? Mm. And so many of them are committing suicide, which is dreadful. Well, I'm glad to hear that we have hope in Jesus Christ. Um, Pastor Jeff, uh, we're delighted to have you here. Um, I hope you continue to enjoy your time here in Adelaide. I hope there's a a bit of sunshine for, (laughs) for us in the next few days. Uh, and uh, we look forward to seeing you uh, back in Adelaide in 2024 uh, for this um, evangelistic campaign. Very good. We'll be looking forward to it too. And we'll be back on Faith FM. Excellent. Excellent. Thank you so much, Pastor Jeff. Okay. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Dear friends, we'd love to know where you're listening from and what you think about the topic for today. Is there danger in the end-time religious world? So text us on 04-888-808-11. Also, if you have something you'd like us to pray for, please text us also on 04-888-808-11.
Before we continue, let's have a word of prayer. Dear Father in heaven, we thank you once again for telling us the future from the beginning, for giving us hope that although we know that things, difficult things are coming upon the world, we can trust you, that you love us so much that you will carry us through those difficult times. There is hope for this dying world. You are coming again. We are going to see you face to face if we are faithful to you now. Please, Lord, help us to walk in your ways, to get to know you more day by day. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Dear listeners, the book I would like to offer you today completely free is called The History of Tomorrow by Julian Archer. I will soon let you know the code to get your free copy, so stay tuned. The number you will need to get in touch with us or, or to claim your free offers is 04888-80811. Remember that. Simply text the code that I will give you shortly to 04888 11. Let's have a short break and listen to a song. Except the Lord build the house, they labor in vain to build it. Except the Lord keep the city, what man wicked but in vain? Watchman wicked, watchman wicked, watchman wicked, but in vain. 
was Ron and Patty Valant, except the Lord built the house. This program is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. Welcome back. You're listening to Faith FM Drive Time BQ&A with Pastor Ricardo Schaeffer. Uh, the theme that we are exploring this week is, has the end game commenced? And our co-host today is Pastor Fabiano Nyonkuru. He's normally the Drive Time host on Thursdays, but today Pastor Fabiano will be sharing with us his reflections about today's topic, Is There Danger in the End Time Religious World? Pastor Fabiano, what can you share with us about the religious time uh, condition of the world in the end time? Yeah, thank you, uh, Pastor Ricardo. It's quite an interesting time in which we are living. And the Bible does say that uh, at the time in which we are living in now is at the time of the end, um, or the end times. Uh, and uh, Pastor Jeff Fielden just um, uh, touched briefly on that as well, um, as he was just sharing some uh, current world trends. That's right. And, um, you know, as I think about the end times, I'm re- I'm reminded of the books um, uh, of scripture, uh, such as the book uh, of Daniel, the book of Revelation, which, when studied, uh, you find that there are prophecies or predictions uh, that talk about uh, the events of the last days, and uh, in particular, the book of Daniel, chapter eight, for example, when studied in connection with chapter seven and chapter two, mm-hmm. give us a time frame that helps us to understand where we are in the stream of time. And uh, not only that, we can come to the New Testament and we find Jesus and the apostles as well speaking about, you know, the time of the end. So obviously, when Jesus was here on earth, that was not the time, you know, the end times, uh, but uh, shortly after that. And so, we are living in the end times and uh, the Bible does say that um, there will be uh, a lot happening uh, in the last days. So when you ask the question, is there danger in the end time religious world? Well, yes, there is. Uh, and uh, scriptures does say that uh, uh, there are a number of things that we need to be aware of. Note that the religious world itself is the, uh, is the issue. Mm-hmm. Uh, note that... Uh, uh, there's anything wrong, let's say, in one espousing faith. No, but, but rather, as, as we shall see, that, uh, there will be, uh, certain things which the enemy, that is Satan, would try to bring in within the religious world mm-hmm. and make things very, uh, difficult, uh, and, uh, uh, he will seek to, uh, mislead people. And so there will be, yes, dangers. And those are the things that we need to look at, uh, together. Mm. So maybe let me highlight, uh, two things, for example, that, um, uh, that pose Danger or a challenge to the Christian world and to any uh, Christian uh, uh, out there in this world today. First of all, there is the issue of sacralism. The word sacralism, if you were to go by the dictionary, it says that it is the principle of separation of the state from religious institution. But you see, I like uh, what... Um, uh, Ero, if that's how we pronounce his name, Ero Webster had to say. And this, I take this from the Signs of the Times magazine. The Signs of the Times. And this is what he had to say. He said, Western civilization was built on a Christian worldview from the 16th century Protestant Reformation that there is a God who created the universe in us. Mm. 
This has given them meaning and has provided a framework for democracy, the rule of law and the freedoms and uh, prosperities which we enjoy in the West. This Christian base has been steadily eroded by the rise of secular humanism. And this secularism which I'm talking about, or which uh, this particular author is talking about, is one of those things that I believe uh, to be the danger uh, in the end times, uh, and particularly for those who are espousing faith. So let me maybe uh, quote him a bit more. The 19th century was a time of optimism as an outgrowth of the Enlightenment and the Industrial Revolution. The main creed was the belief that progress was automatic and inevitable. Heaven would be created on earth. Sacralism uh, 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 or secular, secular humanism confession is that man is the measure of all things. Please don't forget that. Mm. Man is the measure of all things. Uh, and really the universe revolves not around, uh, um, uh, God, you know, but rather it revolves around us. We are the center of all, of all, of all things. And so whatever feels good, whatever, um, feels right to me, whatever I want, you know, it's all about me, myself, and I. And so, sacralism seeks to replace God and 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 remove uh, removes God from His rightful place. Now, that is a danger or a dangerous thing in the last days. But there's another thing also that I wanted to um, uh, put out there. It is the thing called by some theologians uh, pluralism. Now, for some people here in this, I'm like. What does that really mean? But pluralism is the acceptance of multiple views on diverse concepts. It is like saying, uh, you know, you believe that, I believe this, so-and-so also believes that, hey, actually there is truth in all of this. It's just that we are looking at this, you know, from different angles. Well, I take you to another author, and this was, uh, uh, it's an article that, um, uh, was, uh, published, um, once again in the, uh, on a particular, uh, uh, website, which I found to be, you know, hitting right on the nail. It, it was actually an essay submitted by a student, uh, on the website Study Koji. And this is what, um, uh, this, uh, student wrote. And this is actually true, what they're saying to the definition of pluralism. Uh, this is what he says. He says, uh, pluralists believe that all religions are determined by the cultural, uh, peculiarities of people and can hardly serve as the primary spiritual guidance. Pluralists stress that people tend to adopt a religion based on the environment or they are born to accept some doctrines due to their cultural background. So he's placing religion, or at least this is what pluralism is all about. You place religion and your understanding of God and faith and doctrine based on your cultural background. But then, uh, if you lands down, the, the student says, these views of pluralists can be significant obstacles to the development of Christianity as the foundation and relevance of this religion are questioned. People may be reluctant to practice Christianity if they adopt the ideas of uh, uh, plurality since they will believe in the exclusivity of the pluralist doctrine. So in other words, there is danger to this um, uh, pluralist approach of uh, um, approach to thinking because you will struggle to 
say that the Christian way is the only way that leads to salvation. Mm-hmm. You see, the apostles uh, said that there is no other name under heaven by which we might be saved. Very clear. A pluralist would say, wait a minute, you are being so exclusive. Come on. You're saying that a Buddhist won't be saved. You're saying that a, 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 a Muslim won't be saved. Well, you see, the when you espouse the pluralist uh, mindset, you start letting go of these uh, uh, distinctives and what you hold to be uh, the truth, the whole truth. The tr- uh, and so you start embracing other, you know, uh, teachings and beliefs so as to accommodate and, 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 you know, and you start treating, uh, faith and, uh, uh, and, um, let's say Christianity, if you're a Christian, mm-hmm. as just another shade of the same truth. But is that what the Bible says? Well, my friends, definitely not. You see, Jesus and the Bible, uh, set themselves apart from any other religion. And in fact, the Bible says, and I can, uh, uh, maybe, uh, reference some of Jesus' words. He says, I am the way, the truth, and life. Those are the words of Jesus. Mm. I am the way, the truth, and life. Very exclusive. Very exclusive. That's right. And so, uh, this is the danger that we face today in that, the Western world, uh, not so much of the third world, uh, um, but the Western world uh, today is pivoting towards secularism. And uh, for those, uh, primarily for those who are uh, a people of faith, they are also pivoting towards a pluralist uh, uh, mindset. Now, mm. some may be doing this, obviously, uh, unknowingly. Some are maybe uh, trying to uh, not be, uh, at an, I guess, as critical to others, uh, and, and they're trying to find ways to relate and maybe find common ground. They're trying to establish connections. So they may have good intentions. But if they are not careful, in most cases, they find themselves having left the Christians, uh, the Christians, the Christian uh, post. They find themselves uh, having, uh, uh, I guess, let go and, and and become very loose on key uh, biblical teachings. Mm-hmm. And so that is the danger that we face uh, today. I don't know if you've seen or uh, have. Um, Noticed uh, that uh, today uh, the Christian views and Christian values are pretty much, you know, a thing that uh, is almost a um, like a taboo. I don't know if you've noticed Mm -hmm. that, that, Pastor Pastor Ricardo. Yes, yes, it's it's all about do what you will, exactly, do what you like. That's right. That's right. It may sound interesting to some because it's it's convenient. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so, you know, this takes me back to uh, what Jesus said. uh, in Matthew 24, uh, and uh, I read Matthew 24, verse 4. This was uh, uh, this was Jesus uh, having left the temple there in Jerusalem, uh, and uh, he uh, went to a mountain called uh, the Mountain of Olives, or Mount Olivet, as some would call it. Uh, just before arriving to that mountain, uh, he, uh, uh, he, he had told the disciples that, listen, all of these things you see about the glorious temple. Uh, you know, all the stones and the perfect masonry there that, that has been, you know, done there. 
no stone will be left upon another. Now, for the disciples having a, 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 um, an understanding, a little bit of an understanding of the end time events, they immediately thought of the end of the world. And so they asked him as soon as they got to the mountain, as they were seated right there, they asked him, tell us, you know, when will these things be? Will be the son of your coming? You know, they are asking questions concerning the end times. Mm -hmm. They're wanting to know what it will be like. Now, you'd expect Jesus to just immediately start uh, saying, hey, guys, uh, this will be the sign, you know. Uh, but uh, rather what he does immediately after those questions, it's almost like, it's almost as if he, he said, hey, let's put a break on this. He says in Matthew chapter 24, verse 4, and Jesus answered and said to them, take heed that no one deceives you. Mm-hmm. Now, Pastor Ricardo, let me ask you a question. If you were one of those disciples and you are asking uh, for a sign, you're wanting to know, you know, when will the end of the world be uh, so we can enter into this glorious uh, 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 new era, the eternity, mm-hmm. you know, uh, um, and you're asking for signs. Right. And you're curious to know. But then immediately you hear the answer, wait a minute, hey, be very careful that no one deceives you. What would come to your mind immediately? Uh, well, at the beginning, maybe I, I would think uh, he, Jesus is not answering my question. But right. then, then I would think that maybe one of the signs is that of the end time is that there will be deceivers. Mm. Mm. That's right. And so, when we continue reading, we see that actually Jesus goes on to expand on that. Now, I'll read a couple of verses. Um, for example, we have here. Uh, in Matthew 24. If I can come back here, Matthew 24. Uh, in fact, I'll read, uh, what the other gospel writers also, uh, had to write, uh, here in, um, uh, Mark chapter 13, verse 5. Jesus ans- answering, uh, answering them began to say, take heed that no one deceives you. So Mark picked up on that as well. But then we come to, uh, verse 22, where Jesus says, for false Christ and false prophets will arise and show signs and wonders to deceive. If possible, even they elect. That is, hmm. even maybe those who are chosen, if they're not careful. So we see that Jesus uh, uh, goes on to explain that there will be great deception. Sobering thoughts. Sobering thoughts, right? Um, and many would even impersonate him. And they would do signs and wonders. But all of this they'll be doing in order to deceive. And so there will be great deception in the last days. And also we can come to the writings of the apostles. For example, in 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 13 to 15, we read of these words written by the great apostle Paul. He says, For such are false apostles, deceitful workers, transforming themselves into apostles of Christ. And no wonder, for Satan himself transforms himself into an angel of light. Therefore, it is no great thing if uh, his ministers also transform themselves into ministers ministers of righteousness, whose end will be according to their works. So Paul envisaged also in the last days a uh, 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 a great deception, a great apostasy, in that there will be people whom, uh, whom Satan will use, uh, and uh, they will be working uh, um, uh, as, uh, as ministers, as a people of God, whereas actually they are not. 
actually they are agents of Satan. And, mm. um, and so this really, uh, help, helps me, I guess, um, what should I say? It, it alarms me and it makes me feel like, uh, you know, that, that I need to, Fact check everything. I need to uh, so come back important. to scripture. That's right. So and that's right. I need to make sure that hey, what what Pastor Ricardo says, what Pastor Fabiano says, yes, what everyone yes, says, yes. that is hey, based on solid biblical foundation. Not just a single verse here, but mm. what does the whole Bible says? Isaiah eight actually says, hey, to the law and to the testimony. That is to the whole Bible and the writings of the prophets. If they do not speak according to this word, is because there's no light in them. And so we need to compare scripture with scripture. We need to be careful because in the last days, one of the great dangers of the, of the end times in the religious world is that of deception. So secularism basically removes God from the picture. Right. And then pluralism pretty much accepts everything as truth. Accepts everything right? as truth. That's right. It seeks to remove absolute truths. You cannot say that Jesus is the only savior, that this is the only way to heaven. Wow. So in other words, all roads mm. lead to the same destination. That's yes, what they're claiming. Yes, yes. And, and, and is this idea of just trying to embrace everyone. Hey, let us, you know, let us be, mm. become very accepting and just, and then before you know it, uh, pluralism is now when you're starting to think that, hey, um, you know, a, a person in this faith, uh, uh, sorry, a person in this religion, they also have truth and they're heading to the same destination. Now, I must, Quickly say to a people um, who might be listening to this radio program who are from a different faith background and who are also from a different religion um, that um, uh, God says uh, in his word that, um, that, that there are many other sheep that are his. In other words, Jesus recognizes that there are other people who are trying to find God and who are seeking for God earnestly. That's right. The good news is that Jesus actually says, them also I must bring That's right. into the fold. And so, yes, there are people of God mm. out there, uh, maybe some who have not yet accepted the Christian faith, mm-hmm. but they are seeking. Yes. They are trying to find yes. the truth. They want to be saved. Those, the Bible tells us that Jesus says that those he will bring also and draw to himself right. and, and bring into the fold. And, and, and what he means by the fold is that, you know, there, there is a, uh, the, the, there's a, he's the shepherd and, and we are his sheep. Mm-hmm. In other words, uh, he'll bring them into the, uh, into the, um, uh, the Christian faith, into the people of yes. God. And so that's what uh, Jesus is referring to there. So that is what we, uh, mm-hmm. see, Pastor Ricardo, uh, some of the dangers in the last days. Very I, interesting. That's right. If I could quickly also add mm-hmm. what Paul says in Second Corinthians chapter two, verse eleven. This is the second letter written by Paul, uh, and uh, I read this to you in your hearing. Second uh, uh, Corinthians chapter two, verse eleven. In fact, I'll pick. I'll pick up from. Um, uh, let's see. Let's pick up just, just, just a few verses back just so we can get the context. Verses, I will start from verse eight. Uh, this is what Paul says. Therefore, I urge you to reaffirm your love to him. For to this end, I also wrote that I might put you to the test whether you are obedient in all things, uh, obedient in all things. Now, whom 
uh, you forgive anything, I also forgive. For if indeed I have forgiven anything, I have forgiven that, that one for your sakes in the presence of Christ. Now listen to verse 11. Lest Satan should take advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. Mm. I wanted to come back to this uh, uh, um, thing that Paul says here. In fact, I could maybe even quote this from a different translation so as to give a little bit of clarity. Uh, listen to how, uh, the ESV, uh, translation of the Bible, how it, how it renders that verse. So that we will not be outwitted by Satan, for we are not ignorant of his designs. And so Satan is very crafty. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is uh, very cunning. And if we are not careful, we can be uh, trapped. Now, Paul writing, and he in verse 11, he uses the Greek word which renders the following meaning. That uh, that we need to, uh, rather, if I can quote his own words, that we are not ignorant of his uh, sophistry, the way in which he works with the mind. And so we need to understand that Satan is a master deceiver. Satan has many different uh, ways in which he'll try to deceive wow. people in the last like days. Custom made. That's right. Pretty much, you know, he's a <laughs> he's a marketer, if I could put yes. it that way. He is a business marketing person, and he has different stores. Hmm. If you do not drink from this fountain and you drink from one of his other fountains, it's okay to him. So long as you, you know, he's leading you in the same uh, uh, direction. That is why, my friends, I believe that it is very, very important for us to uh, follow what the Bible and the Bible alone Amen. has to say. For Jesus said, you will know the truth. And this is the truth of his word. And that truth will set you free. Hmm. So God is very inclusive in the sense that he accepts everyone. That's right. But at the same time, he is exclusive That's right. in the sense that salvation is only through him. Yes. And as you were mentioning, Jesus said, there are many shape in other folds. Then That's he right. added, this I must bring also, yes. that there will be one fold and one shepherd. That's right. That's but everyone right. is invited. That's right. That's, that's right. And so that's what we uh, learn as, uh, as to be some of the dangers in the last days. In fact, I'll just add a few verses, uh, Pastor Ricardo. I'll read now from the uh, prophetic books, the book of Revelation, the book speaking about end time events. And in this book, uh for example, in Revelation chapter 13, we find that uh, the uh, Apostle John uh, was given a vision about the end times and the things that will happen in the, uh, uh, in the last days. And this is what he says in Revelation chapter 13. Very uh, interesting words. Speaking about the Antichrist, This is what uh, he was shown by God and he wrote. He says, And I saw one of his heads as if it had been mortally wounded, and his deadly wound was healed, speaking about the Antichrist. And all the world marveled and followed the beast. This is very sad in that the uh, 
Antichrist, who is the agent of Satan, the enemy, the enemy of God, will uh, use uh, the Antichrist to uh, somehow mesmerize and uh, and captivate the world and and pretty much make them fall for him and his devices. And only that we can come a few lines down. Notice uh, what it says in um, uh, in verse seven, speaking about what the uh, uh, the beast will do. It says here in Revelation chapter 13 verse 7, It was granted to him to make war with the saints and overcome them. And authority was given to him uh, for him over every tribe, tongue, and nation. Satan is going to somehow work worldwide on a worldwide scale to deceive in many ways. But the most interesting and uh, saddening words is that uh in verse 13 of the same chapter, he says that the allies and the false prophets and, you know, the allies of the enemy, verse 13, now I quote, will perform great signs so that even he'll make fire come down from heaven on earth. And so there will be great deception, Pastor Ricardo. Uh, these mm-hmm. are the dangers. And obviously, um, if I may just quickly also quote Romans 12, Verse 1 to 2. Uh, and here I'm addressing the issue of secularism. Uh, Romans 12, verse 1 to 2. Paul uh, says to us, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And then listen to verse 2. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. And so, my friends, yeah, that is what we find from Scripture as a warning and uh, as a... Uh, uh, as, uh, as, uh, as uh, a description of what will happen in the last days. There will be great deception. The enemy will work in many ways to deceive. And Paul warns us that we should not be conformed to this world. And that is, we should not allow the world to squeeze us into its mold. We should mm. not just follow the trends of this world. We must, hey, be very careful and watchful at uh, anything that the enemy may be putting and bringing in our way that may uh, taint our minds, that may, um, I guess, confuse our thoughts, that may be cloud our minds, that may lead us to uh, uh, forfeit our allegiance to Christ and Christ alone. And so those are the dangers uh, of the end times in the religious world. Very interesting, uh, Pastor Fabiano. We're thankful to Jesus that he shared with us these things in Matthew 24, for mm. example. Yes. Uh, no wonder throughout that chapter he repeated so many times, that there will be false teachers, false prophets, false Christs. Do not be deceived. Mm. If he repeated that so many times, that <laughs> must be very serious then. Oh, yeah. Definitely. So we must be prepared. Definitely. Um, dear friends, let's come to another short break as we reflect upon what Pastor Fabiano has been sharing with us. Uh, remember, I have a giveaway for you. It is the book called The History of Tomorrow, interesting, history should be in the past, but this book is called The History of Tomorrow by Julian Archer. Now, in this book, Julian uh, explores or reveals Earth's last 2,600 years through the eyes of kings, prophets, popes, and presidents. Examining the biblical prophecy in Daniel chapter 2, it unveils a pattern in the timeline of history and exposes an event that will soon 
permanently alter the face of our planet. Would you like to know what that is, dear friends? Then you can get this book for free, The History of Tomorrow. And that's a foundational resource for anyone who seeks to understand the tectonic movements that are shaping ge geopolitics, religion, and economics today. If you would like to get today's free offer, please stay tuned because after the break, I'm going to give you the code you'll need to text us in order to claim this giveaway. So the number you need to get in touch with us if you want to share your thoughts with us or to claim our free offers is 04-888-808-11. Um, let's listen to a song now. And I would like to ask you the question, um, have you been able to see what Jesus can do in your life? Or maybe are you tired of making promises to God and not being able to keep them? Have you tried in vain? Maybe, maybe try this time with Jesus. Let's listen to this song uh, by Steve Grace, In Jesus. Stop. 
was Steve Grace in Jesus. Now, today's giveaway is the book called The History of Tomorrow by Julian Archer. If you would like to get a free copy of this book, all you need to do is text the code word SA72 to uh, the number 04888 04888-808-11 and the Faith FM giveaway robot will reply asking for your details. So, Text the code word SA72. That's the letters SA as in South Australia and the number 72. So SA72. Text that code to 04888808811 and you'll get your free copy. So welcome back. You're listening to Faith FM Drive Time Big Q&A with Pastor Ricardo Schaeffer and Pastor Fabiano Nirunkuru. The theme that we are exploring this week is, has the end game commenced? In other words, are we living in the end time? Our co-host today is Pastor Fabiano Nionkuru. He is normally the drive time host on Thursdays, but today Pastor Fabiano is sharing with us his reflections about today's topic, which is, is there danger in the end time religious world? So Pastor Fabiano, what else can you share with us about the dangers in the end time religious world? That's right. Uh, thank you once again, Pastor Ricardo. I would like to um, once again uh, encourage our listener, wherever you're at, to uh, take heed of what the scriptures has to say to you and to myself today. In the short time that we have, notice First Timothy chapter four verse one. The Bible says, "Now the Spirit, capital S, that is the Holy Spirit, the third person of the of the Godhead, the Spirit expressly says that in the latter times some will depart from the faith, giving heed to deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons, speaking lies and hypocrisy, having their own conscience seared with a hot iron, forbidding to marry and commanding to abstain from foods which God created uh, uh, to be received with thanksgiving and so forth. I just want to focus on verse 1. Now the Spirit expressly says that in the latter times some will depart from the faith, giving heed to deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons. Remember Jesus said clearly that in the last days there will be great deception. Great deception. Paul says that there will be deceiving spirits, small s, these are demonic uh, uh, spirits, demonic angels, demonic activities. And these demonic spirits will lead many people away from the faith, capital, uh, uh, you know, F-A-I-T-H, the faith, my friends. And uh, these uh, deceiving spirits will lead many people into the doctrines of demons. Friends, this is going to be a very challenging time indeed of the end time. Also, notice in Second um, Timothy chapter 3, verse 1. In fact, before I go there, these uh, truths which uh, the Apostle Paul is referring to is the truth of the clear teachings of Scripture. And the idea of departing from the faith is the apostasy. And apostasy, my friends, is departing or a denial of the uh, previously held religious beliefs. I wish I had time, but Second Timothy three one says that in the last days many people will even espouse a form of godliness. They will look like Christians, but they won't. In an article published by the Arizona Christian University uh, recently in twenty twenty two, we found that uh, in this new research that there's a lack of basic biblical beliefs amongst Christians, even pastors, and we, that also many are moving away from the previously. 
uh, clearly held biblical truths of the Bible. And the most uh, difficult thing that I read in this uh, article is that um, the uh, large numbers of pastors... These are the ones who should be teaching people of the truth of the word, the truth of God. Apparently, a large number of pastors have abandoned even the most basic and hallowed biblical teachings for ideas that now permeate our culture. They're allowing culture to transform them and to convert them. That Some want to have more numbers in their churches. Some have maybe other political agendas. Some may, whatever it is, it is a sad reality to see that many people are departing from the faith. This is the secularism my friends that is influencing and converting the world and so friends in this same article, the Barna Group, which is a research uh, 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 institute, uh, continues saying that, and I quote, most church-going Christians are being more influenced by the culture than the culture is being influenced by the American Christians. Uh, and also, now the research shows that church youth groups are often led by pastors who lack basic biblical understanding. They just want to have fun. They just don't want to offend. They just want to make everything seem cool. It's, it sounds almost like pluralism. Friends, these are issues of the end times. These are the dangers. We need to be careful and we need to follow what the word alone has to say to us. Pastor, I, that's, that's, that's what we see. And that's, uh, these are the dangers, uh, uh, of the end times in the religious world. Pastor Fabiano, thank you so much. I think that's very relevant. Everyone is experiencing these deceptions nowadays, um, knowingly or unknowingly. We see it all the time. So um, thank you once again for sharing the Bible with us. And um, dear friends, we look forward to having you join us next time. But until then, please remember that Jesus said, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Matthew 28, verse 20. Let's pray together. Dear Father in heaven, thank you once again for showing us the future from the beginning. We pray that you may help us not to be deceived by the enemy. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. This program has been made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. Need
Bless me now, my Savior. I come. 